Today's Book Bite is sponsored by Readsy, the publishing ecosystem for writers at any stage in their publishing journey. Two Lit Chicks Book Bites with Julia Boggio. Hello and happy Friday. That means that it's a quiz day. Yay! And today we've got David Bickford joining us again. We had David in on Monday for a, for a chat about his book Katya and the uh, stories and the writers that have influenced his life. And then on Wednesday we chatted to David again about his top writing advice. But uh, today he's here to quiz me. So David, tell me, <laughs> what what is the topic of your quiz? <laughs> Oh, the topic of my quiz. Hello, Julia. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. <laughs> now, th th this this should be fun for you. Okay, good. This is questions every aspiring spy thriller author needs to answer. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, if your next if your next novel is going to be a spy thriller, you need to know the answers to this. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Can I predict my score now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do well. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, first question. Okay. Does the chief of MI6 sign his letters M? Oh. Okay, I'm going to say yes. No. Ah! <laughs> what, what does he sign them then? With well, the name? first chief of Her MI yeah. first chief of MI six was a guy called Smith Cumming. Mm -hmm. So all chiefs sign themselves C, which is how he signed himself. Oh right. For oh well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's Smith Cumming, yes. Ah. Okay, well I'm doing well so far. <laughs> <laughs> Well, th th this one, I'm afraid, is, is, is a pretty unfair question, but I okay. think you'll find it amusing. Is a one-time pad an MI5 safe house? Yes. I'm afraid it's no again. earlier I wouldn't make a good spy I think we're uh we're saying I wouldn't be a good spy thriller writer either so well <laughs> you will be after you get the after, answers after this <laughs> yes after this I will be so what is a one-time pad it's a book of separate codes which are used only once at a time and then destroyed <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> so that's good oh right okay here's another one are the director generals of MI5 called M? No. Oh, well done. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was Ian Fleming's brilliant idea to call them that. Oh, good. Gosh. Okay. Phew. Well, that's good. Do you ever get to? Did you ever get to like try anything out? Oh yeah, because well, I mean, going. I mean, you had to know more or less what was going on, obviously, um, as the uh, legal director there and with the legal department. Mm. So we were all introduced to all of the various things they did and how they did them. Um, I mean, they're absolutely remarkable people. I mean, can you imagine sort of going into a building, planting a bugging device, uh, and? sort of coming out and having to make sure that you make a record of that because if the case goes to court you must be able to show the court exactly what you did and how you did it 
Wow. Um, but not necessarily where the bug's been placed, of course, or what sort of bug it was. So very important. But, you know, so it's a double job rather than a single job in those circumstances. Wow. But yeah, you don't even cool. think about that. They no, definitely don't show that in the movies. They don't no, show no, no, James no. Bond you know, sitting down doing the paperwork. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's, it's, a, it's just quite a sobering thought, isn't it? <sighs> Oh, I mean, would anyone go to see the films? <laughs> no, exactly. That would that would definitely take some of the shine off, I think. Yeah. Well, make no mistake, Catcher, my thriller, doesn't have any of that. So. No, no. Yeah. It's a, some, like we said, you know, in one of the other episodes. Sometimes the truth has no place in fiction. <laughs> You're so right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. Moving on. And now, now this is easier for you. Okay. What was the main character in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Oh, a, God. Le Carre. Oh, yeah, I know. I, You know, I just think of the guy, the actor who was in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. George Smiley. George Smiley. Mm, okay. No, I know. Yeah. Good question. Well, bit bit out of left curve, I think. No, no, but it's, you know, it's a pretty famous book. <laughs> <laughs> So. Not everyone's read it, including yeah. me. So oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's your that's your next assignment, I think. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who played Villanelle in Killing Eve? Oh, see now. Obviously, I've got her face in my Jodie Comer. Jodie well Comer. Well done. Yeah, oh, brilliant. I that's thought if cool. I just spoke, if I just kept talking, it would come to me eventually, <laughs> as I. Yes. You know, that, that, uh, that, that, that's a very good attribute for a, for a, for a, an intelligence officer. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> there you see? Check. Being able so, to talk well while you're thinking fast, yes. But it's, I, I love her. She is fantastic. And it's hilarious yeah. because, of course, she's got like a, what is it, a Yorkshire accent or, or Newcastle or something? Like she's from the north somewhere. So when she's speaking normally, she has a very strong accent. But then when she's in the show... It's completely different. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, she's she's a good actress. Well, I'm afraid, you know, I have to have a. I, I've got to make a confession here because my family have been kicking me to watch this, oh. and you know, I, I've been sort of head down on the informer, and I haven't got around to it yet. But as mm. soon as that last sentence goes down. Yeah, You're into killing Eve. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I can't remember if I finished the last season. I don't think I've watched last season yet. Yeah, no, I need to. Oh, thank right. you for the reminder. <laughs> oh, well, that, good. Yeah. Well, if my last sentence isn't very good, I'll be killing me. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Now, this, this is fun. Mm -hmm. Where isn't a good place... For a wired informant to meet a Caribbean drug lord. Well, you see, I know the answer to this because I, I listened to your thing um, oh, on your on, social then. medias. Uh, outside with crashing waves. Yes, absolutely brilliant on the beach <laughs> with crashing waves. Yeah. Oh, that's a good memory. Wow. <laughs> You see, I did my homework. You I did my did homework. Your homework. Maybe I would be a good spy. Yeah, you would, because that's very good homework. <laughs> that's really impressive. Gosh. But that was an interesting story because so you said that you guys were trying to do a sting on a drug trafficker in the Caribbean, and you sent somebody in um, to to talk to him, and he was all wired up. But then they had the meeting outside, so you couldn't hear anything. So you had to do a second 
one. Yep. Is that is that, 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 that? That's absolutely right. Yes, yes. And the second one, we 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 wired up the television in a hotel room and managed to catch him. So oh, uh, that 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 was good. But yes, uh, the. Uh, we were listening in and here were these waves crashing on the beach the wind had changed oh well the best plans you never you never know exactly no. best laid plans i think that's absolutely i'm sure that's a regular story with spying yeah sure mm. sure so true right now um now this film was way be way before your time but you may have seen it on tcm or something who played the role of Alec Lemus in the 1955 film, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold? So what was the year, 1965? 1955. 55. Yeah. yeah. Might be able to think of, um, he, he was in, incredibly famous at that particular time. I mean, I could um, go with someone like Cary Grant, that's probably... Very, very, very near, sort of English, Welsh actually. Ooh. Oh, oh, Richard Burton. Well done. Yes, good. Uh, cool. I don't think I can take the point for that because you've definitely led me down a path. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a bit unfair because 55 is way before your time. No, but, but my know. mother my mother is really, really into films and so I've had quite the education my entire life uh, about about film. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I should have gotten that. But, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here, here's a... Here's a fun one. What qualification was needed to become an MI5 agent in World War One? Uh, breathing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's perfect. In fact, I don't think I can better that answer. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> what, what is the answer? Okay, just for a bit of fun. The answer is... They had to keep a notebook and pencil in the pocket of their riding jacket and without taking their hand out of their riding jacket pocket, they had to be able to write notes while riding at a gallop. <laughs> now isn't that something? <laughs> well, again, I don't think I would have um I would have passed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. What? It's bliss, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's and a true. Great, yes. Th that's a true. great detail. That's a really yeah. great detail. I mean, how would you even practice that? Be like, oh, I'm just going to go do my spy training. You know? <laughs> yes, that's right. Where's my hunter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, this is stranger than, stranger than, was that truth? Stranger than fiction. Fiction. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, well, you won't have read it, but what was the main character in Mickey Spillane thrillers? Now, I re vaguely remember there was a TV show when I was growing up that was Mickey Spillane. Um, was it Hammer? Yes, well, yeah, brilliant. Oh, oh my goodness. I that, love the white hammer. Yeah, great. That has, like, literally come from the annals of my brain. You know, like, <laughs> I don't even know how I remember that but um, I have I have this vision in my head of the guy who played um, played the character and I just but remember Mickey Spillane's Mickey hammer. Spillane. You know? hammer yes yeah. yes Woo. oh, oh wow know. that's great you were watching that yeah oh, I didn't watch it I just remember it <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say this was pretty amazing actually <laughs> 
I mean, I've heard of girl power, but <laughs> that would have been way beyond. Yes, yeah, yeah, knocking you know? Vicky Spillane, absolutely. Mm. Oh, that misogynist. Well, anyway, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, now, here's the last one. What was the whole title of the James Bond film Live and Let? Die. Oh, good. You see? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a James Bond fan. I remember watching my first James Bond film uh, oh. was um, A View to a Kill. And oh. then I went Gosh, back and yes. watched everything from Dr. No forward, you know, and yeah. uh, I absolutely love James Bond. So. James Bond's great, I have to say, yes. yes. But it's great that you've chosen like a female James Bond for your for your books. Yes, gotcha. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 really, it really was because one was talking about you know the women in five and six and mm. how, how amazing they are i mean they're that as a as a bunch you know of, mm. of people that they're, they're incredible i mean i was so privileged to be their lawyer um and one was alongside them you know planning operations and all the rest of it to make sure that that you know the laws were complied with and the human rights of the targets were complied with uh, and um you know that that they could if if they came to court the the evidence would be admissible mm. um and uh watching them work was was an incredible privilege uh, you know all of them and the other wonderful thing about uh, you know 5 and 6 is it's all inclusive i mean there there's no discrimination mm. which as we were talking about in the earlier podcast you know one of the things that's absolutely essential in this life is everybody should have an opportunity to do what they wish to do they should mm. not be discriminated against mm. i one of the interesting things just as a sidebar um i i was uh, looking at your bio and you were saying that you are helping or you've been passionate about um, the, working on the legislation to help get phone tapping. Uh, yes. I mean, I'm probably explaining it very badly here. No, you no, know no, what no, I'm talking no, about. Right. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been, it, it's very curious in, in, in uh, the UK, but when phones are tapped, the information you get from, from that tap uh, can't be used. They can be used for if 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 one taps um, emails and all the rest of it, but not telephones. And everywhere else in the world, telephones, telephone tapping information or evidence, if you like, can be used. Mm. Uh, and what's even more curious is our telephone tap information can be used, for instance, in an American court or or, or a court in on the continent, mm. um, but not here. And I I believe that we're missing. A major trick in in countering terrorists and also organised criminals, which, which is much more serious, I think, than we 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 tend to realise uh, mm. organised crime in in this country and elsewhere. Oh, definitely. So, but why yeah, is it? Why is it? Why doesn't the UK allow allow it? The the reason that that was last given was that administratively it would cost too much to keep the to keep all all the take from the the telephone tapping because if if you go to court the judge must see everything that's gone on to make quite sure that we're not hiding something from the defence which is you know which is essential to have you can't hide anything from the defence mm. if it's going to help them. Um, 
so one plans operations to to make sure that that um, nothing that's available to the defence that they 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 require or, or are, are able to have um, is there. So now, of course, that um, administration effort and administration cost has really gone. I mean, we've got AI now. And really and truly, it wouldn't be beyond the imagination of of any programmer to be able to set up a a, a program to be able mm, to to do that. Yeah, all this stuff. Yes. Right. Mm. Well, maybe Rishi Shunak can take some of the money that he's saving from rolling back all these uh, green initiatives and put some of it towards this instead. Oh, oh but anyway, no, yes, let's not get political. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. Keep clear of politics. Good idea. But anyway, thank you so much. That was a great quiz. I really, really enjoyed that. How many did I get? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. So that's pretty good. Five out of ten. No, five out of ten is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Much better than my maths O-level results. (laughs) I'm happy with that. So listeners, let us know how you did as well uh, on social media. And uh, and again, I just want to say a huge thank you to you, David, for coming on. I've had a blast. It's been you know, so interesting talking to you. It's, it's, you know, finding out about a whole nother world that I knew nothing about. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for, for being a guest on Two Lit Chicks. No, thank you, Julia, for, for making it such fun. You, you've been, you've been absolutely brilliant, quite frankly. So thank you oh. so much. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Two Lit Chicks is a podcast about the books we love and the writers who write them. And literary quizzes, let's not forget those. Find all our episodes on our website, juliabojo.com slash two lit chicks. I'm always hearing from writers who are desperate to start or even finish their first book. The advice I always give is to take a course. As they say, you don't know what you don't know, so a course is the best way to get you going. Reezy is one of my favorite online publishing resources, so I'm excited to tell you about their new online How to Write a Novel course, run by author and best-selling ghostwriter Tom Bromley. In this course, you'll learn how to develop a captivating story and finish a draft in just three months. With daily actionable masterclasses and spot-on writing exercises, aspiring authors can apply what they've learned from page one and learn the craft of writing as they delve deeper into their own stories. Two of the things that I've always found the most valuable in courses is learning how to give and receive critical feedback and finding a writing tribe among my peers. The How to Write Your Novel course will give you a supportive community to chat about all things author life. Go to the link in the show notes or go straight to the Readsy website at readsy.com learning. Sign up today and get that novel on its way.